Boom goes the dynamite. The Toronto Maple Leafs, many thought would be done in this game because UC Saros makes the Sabos. Well, the Leafs put two behind UC and get a juicy win, putting themselves up the standings. Pete the Heat, lots of things going on in Leafland. We will get to each and every one of those. But mm. give me your gut check reaction after a game like that, playoff style, if you will. Ooh, UC Saros, more like Juicy Soros after that goal by Mitchie. Ooh. That was um, – it was a good game, but, yeah, that guy stood on his head. And so did the Murdoch, man. But that was battle of the goaltenders tonight, and uh, Murray came on top. Uh, the Leaf power play finally connected on that, that goal at the end there. The boys were buzzing, finally able to beat UC Saros. I call him Juicy Soros, but – yeah. What are your thoughts, James? Um, you know what? I will be deadly honest with you. Um, I was a little nervous because that game there. You thought it was going to be a molly whooping. I thought it was going to be a molly whopping. I really did. Uh, you know, I thought it was a molly whopping, but they didn't. I do look at that game and I get a little concerned just because of the power play chances that did not confer for the Maple Oh, players. my God. It looked terrible tonight. Yeah, it, was, it was very disjointed. Obviously, the last one clicks. And, I mean, you only need one in a game like that to go your yeah. way. But those things really can rear their head in the playoffs and become a problem. Yeah. And you don't sure. want those to become a problem in the playoffs. But you look at tonight, the Leafs were good on the dot, one for five on the power play. Um, you know, they threw 25 hits tonight as well. Block 13 shots. But one thing that really uh, got me again, and I said it last episode, is the giveaways. It's the soft clears. And the Toronto Maple Leafs were guilty of that again tonight with nine giveaways and Ooh. crucial ones in the third period. Not oh, that one by any stretch. was brutal. Yeah, that was a bad one. That was a gaffe that might get him taken out of the lineup for tomorrow night. I do want to see Jordy Ben cycled in here. He's sitting in the wings. He's healthy. He's ready. And when he's played, he's been a good player for the Maple Leafs. He's been physical. He's been that element that this D just does not have. Mm -hmm. So I would like to see Jordy Ben in this lineup and fire it up for the Maple Leafs and see what happens. But who comes out? I would say Connor Timmons. A lot of people tonight in my live are saying Hall needs to come out of the lineup. Wow. I don't think they really understand what Justin Hall does. He's really great at shot suppression, but you know, you have to know deeper into the minutiae of the game to understand some of those things and take a more greater appreciation. It's like watching an MMA fight and the guys go to the ground and they're transitioning through different submission holds and different positions on the ground. But you think it's boring because they're not standing up and kicking and fighting and, and punching and doing all those things. But it's still a spectacle. It's still technical. It's still part of the, the fight. Right. So it's. It's hard to appreciate those things unless you have a deeper appreciation for it. Agreed, agreed, James. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, the new guy tonight, McCann? Dude was buzzing, man. He has some wheels. Um, he can skate, obviously. He's got 15 points in 17 games in the AHL. Not to stub your nose at that. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, he's 6'2 all night long, uh, as Babcock would say. Uh, you know, good pro, good player, you know, doing good Real things. Good yeah. Real yeah. good pro. Um, but no, he, uh, he definitely brought it tonight, obviously trying to get the puck to the net, winning puck battles against veteran defensemen like Ryan McDonough, 
and Roman Yossi and not shying away from any of those things, which is great for the Maple Leafs here. You know, again, I've, I've been a big proponent this season of the next man up. The defense did it when big names went down. The next man stepped into the lineup, filled the shoes admirably well, and the team kept rolling. And when the defense kept happening, more guys were brought in, and you really got to try your depth out and see what you had. Not that you want to see a forward injury, especially to a guy like Matthews, but I want to see what McCann can do. I want to see what Engvall can do in an elevated role. I want to see these players kind of get drawn out of their comfort zone, but also I want to see our depth tested because then you know what you need to go get at the trade deadline. You need to know what you need to have in this lineup. And, you know, they got one, a 2-1 win against a team that has a great goaltender in UC Saros tonight. And you cannot take that away from the Maple Leafs. No, no. But uh, speaking of Matthews, um, <laughs> talk about his injury right now. It's undisclosed. I think Keith's comments where he's been battling through it for a while now. So, yeah, you think it's the wrist? I mean, like, he's had shoulder problems too, but I guess I, it must be the wrist, right? He just – when did he have the surgery? Was it last season? Right before – Right before last season started, right. missed time in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be best to rest the guy right now. I mean, we're only halfway through the season. We don't want to, we don't want him tweaking it. Rest up, save him for Saturday against Boston. I wouldn't even play him against Boston. No. As much as I want to win the Boston game as a fan, yeah. and especially with the chirping going on lately in yeah. my comment section from Bruins fans, and of course the bet I got going on with Mario. I would rather rest Austin. I agree with that. Yeah, let him let him rest. We don't want him banged up. We just, I'm in the we same boat with TJ Brody, too. Yeah, you sure. right now, you've built up enough equity with points that I know that Tampa does have some games at hand, mm-hmm. but you are sitting at any given time seven to nine points ahead of the Tampa Bay Lightning. The teams behind both those teams are not close at all, so it's not a big, huge discrepancy where you need to be like, well, we need to win every game. We need every point. I know you want to win, but if you can rest these guys and have them 100% healthy going towards the playoffs or even 80% healthy, whereas if you let them keep playing and rolling, they go in at 60%. It's a long sludge, man. We all know what the long sludge is. And yeah, the yeah. I'm really close to taking out Tampa. I love this too, this narrative I keep hearing from people that Tampa absolutely wiped the floor with us. And they're going to do it again. I'm like, well, hold on a second. Went to game That's seven. Series. It was a one game, like one goal. We out. I think we outscored them too. Like they did not outplay the Leafs. There's not well, a shot. Here's the the biggest thing, Pete. Bednar for the Colorado Avalanche said they used the Leafs blueprint to beat the Avalanche. So listen to that again. The Stanley Cup champions used the Leafs blueprint to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. And when did he say that? He said it right in the playoffs. Did he? That's he said great. it right in the playoffs. They've been studying. They would have gone all the way. They would have They would have met Colorado in the end. But honestly, I, what, James, would you have rather have seen the Leafs make it to the Stanley Cup finals and lose or get knocked out in the first round? Because Would think, they have lost? Would they have I lost? I don't know. Do you think Jack Campbell would have stood on his head for another three series? He possibly could have. We'll never know. If some what's and candies and nuts, we'd have a good Christmas. 
So very true, very true. But I think it's also ridiculous. We we already know we're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning in the no, first. No, you time. know what's ridiculous? We already know basically the two teams are playing in round one and round two. I they need to change this this uh, playoff format. It's absolutely it's ridiculous. I've yeah. never heard. I've never heard anyone say, "Oh, I really enjoy this format." No, everyone would be okay if we went back to the one eight system. Like it's dude, even even Brad Marchand, the guy that we loathe on this podcast, just because of what he is, he's a greasy little rat. Yeah, and we don't like him. But at the same time, he said the same thing. He said that the toughest team when they went to the finals against St. Louis Blues, they said the toughest team they faced were the Maple Leafs in the first round. And he said it sucks that it has to be in the first round because that should be a conference final. Yeah, absolutely. I miss the days of one eight, two seven, three six, four five, because the four five was always a good battle. Whoever yeah. it was in the four yeah, five, yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, yeah, I remember when uh, what season was it? I think uh, the Senators came four, we came five, and we swept them, and we swept them at home. I re- I. Th- I remember they gave everyone in the stands a broom and everyone just kept sweeping. And it was so amazing, James. I, I miss those days. And I hope one day, maybe one day, we get to see something like that where the Maple Leafs win in four. Yo, I said that today. I said that today on someone's video. And it was the hockey, the God. The guy Uh-oh. that we all uh, chitter chatter about here and there about some of the stuff he says because some of it's just wild. <laughs> He's a character. He he does it for. He's a shit. I know. But I, I put in his comments. I said Leafs in four, and he's like, "Come on, you're smarter than that." <laughs> he the Bolts because he was saying the Leafs aren't going to beat the Bolts, and I'm like, guys, it's not like they got blown out and they were swept. They they weren't seven games. The they had two opportunities to close out the series. Yeah. So, I'm not overly worried here, but I look yeah. at tonight's game. And the reason why I get excited about games like this, it's a 2-1 game. The Leafs were able to keep it close. The goaltending kept you in the game, which is something a lot of people said would be the undoing of the Toronto Maple Leafs. It has not been as of yet, but it kept them in the game. Then the Leafs finally figured out on the power play. Then they shut the door and won 2-1. They got through that final minute. Those things, to me, build character going towards the playoffs because you want that to happen. You want that experience of holding on to a close game against a team that is just throwing everything at you and you could shut the door and get it done. Absolutely. Those are the things I need. Yeah. Speaking of things we need, I saw you put in our group chat a little trade that uh, Dubis might be working on. And I don't know if you want to talk about that because it seems well, a little ridiculous. It is a little ridiculous. Here, let's just talk about one thing quick, too. Um, you know, Kyle Dubis, the general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs, I've long said so far that I have a weird feeling in my stomach, and I'm not usually off too far on some of these things, as we know so far this season. I think Kyle Dubas is going to walk from this team. A lot of people no, are saying, oh, James, 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 you're crazy. He's not going to walk away. He, he wants to be a part of this. He's building it. I think he's done with the pompous dog and pony show that is the Toronto Maple Leafs. I really have a gut feeling that he is. Um, if not, if not, if I'm the Maple Leafs, I walk up to him and I say, hey, here's a two-year extension. Two years. Because then if you fire him, you're not – paying him a boatload of money i think you don't think he wants job security. i mean obviously I he wants job security but at the same time 
any it's a, any it's a result he as soon as he leaves this organization. At least that's what I'm hearing. That's what Elliot Friedman said. I'm pretty sure. Oh, he'll be scooped up faster he than he is, he, he's been. Probably the best general manager I've I've seen in my lifetime. Like he has made unbelievable signings. The trades that we all ask for, he brings in the players that we think this team needs. But unfortunately, they're just not able to get out of that first round. And now because of that, of that, of them being unsuccessful, it's like we have to fire him. But he's, I don't know, James. I see him as the future. I want to, I want him to stay. Like he, he is the smartest general manager I have ever seen. Listen, I will fully agree with you that he's done some amazing things for the Maple Leafs. He's not perfect by any means. No, no general manager is. Everyone's do a mulligan or two for things they've signed or deals they've gone and traded for. It happens. It just does. It's just the way it is when you're an NHL GM. The thing that I just keep going back to, I think about Barry Trotz and the Washington Capitals. Same situation pretty much where he was the head coach and you know, they didn't give him any job security. He went through that season. Obviously they went on a run. They won the cup and he walked away. He walked away or they weren't paying him. No, I think they would have paid him. I think they wanted to, but it was too late. The bridge had been burned. I wonder where he goes to. He's, he's just living retired life right now, but you know, that guy's going to come back. He, well, his comment was he wants to coach an original six team. And I think that was no. saying he wanted to coach the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think it's just a comment that's maybe taken out of context. He just said it like it'd be cool to do an original six team. I don't think he actually wants to do that, but like maybe. Well, he I mean, if you're saying something like that, I mean, it's got to be on your mind as a want. It would be yeah. cool to coach an original six team. Okay. That, that to me alludes to the fact that you want to coach an original six team. You don't just say that to throw it out there, just to stir up the pot. Do you think – I don't know if his coaching style fits with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Do you think they'd fire Keefe to bring him in? No. Sheldon, no well, look at Sheldon Keefe's win record with the Maple Leafs. It's, it's the, the best winning percentage in the NHL, I think, right? It's nuts. I, it's absolutely that. nuts. And the guy just cracked to the age of 40. So, you know, they got a young GM and a young coach – uh, by the way, a GM that <clears throat> to me is a masterclass, what he's doing here, he knows that Nylander and Matthews are both up in basically a season and a half. What has he done? And I keep pre He has not filled the cupboards with a bunch of contracts that are going to run over that. You have Yarncroak, you have Riley, you have Marner, and you have Tavares. That's all that's there. Really, I do believe. Everybody else is coming up and going to be done. So you have maximum window to spend on those players. But that's what he did. Who was the GM that signed Matthews? Was that Dubis or was that Lamb? Lamorello? That was Dubis. That was Dubis? I love what he did with that signing because he ended the contract just before McDavid. Because you know if they signed McDavid before Matthews. Matthews might ask for more money or maybe uh, somewhere near McDavid. But I like that we have the option to to set the market with Matthews before McDavid's up. I do. And I, I think the Maple Leafs are going to make the smart decision here, obviously, and and sign Austin Matthews. Yeah. Probably, through a, 
probably do another five-year deal, to be honest with you. You see it with NBA players all the time, right? Signing smaller deals so they can maximize their earning window and get more dollars. Mm-hmm. It's not about wanting to leave the team. It's about maximizing your earning window and the salary cap keeps going up. So you want to be at the same percentage point, but at a higher dollar dollar value as that cap goes up. And that's what Austin Matthews wants. And you're going to see it more and more with NHL players because they want to get their piece of the pie and they, they have a finite window to make money. So obviously in their prime where they're making the biggest dollars of their career, signing shorter deals to keep re-upping at a higher dollar value. Like I said, nothing about wanting to leave the team, just wanting to maximize your earning window to its fullest potential. And people don't see it like that because we're not used to hockey players doing that. We're not used to hockey players operating on the agenda of an NBA or an MLB or an NFL player where they do those things to get more money. You know, now you you will see that with NHL players because they want more do-re-mi, and that's one way to do it, and it's a smart way to do it. And a lot of people freak out because they're like, oh, he's gone because his deal's done. Well, no, that doesn't mean anything. It just means that he wants to maximize that window and have more bigger paydays than just one. Because usually guys usually only get one, maybe two now. You know, we all talked about Nazem Kadri getting paid. Look at how long it took him to get his big, big deal, you know. <clears throat> if you can do that once or twice or three times in your prime, let's go. Now, Matthews and Nylander both come up at the same time. You think, do you think we re-sign Nylander? Yep. You think so? Yep. I think the cap will go up about five mil by that yeah, time. Are you sure? We all yep. thought the cap was going to go up a lot more this year too, but uh, look what happened. It'll be about five mil by that time. How do you know? Just, just trust you me. Just follow, follow me down the river, buddy. We got this. Okay, <laughs> okay. just like camp starting overtime, the, the cap will go up five mil. Okay, and the Leafs will be all right in for James it. We trust in James. We trust. Um, Leafs will be all right for it. Michael Bunting hopefully be signed. Another guy, guys and gals that no one's talking about that needs to be resigned. And I'm not going to be the pessimistic Pete, but David Camp's pretty important to this team. Ooh. And he's he up. Was the, he was in the quiet room today. Well, yeah, that was a penalty, a blatant penalty. That they, that, though? they blew the play down and then we're like, oh, no penalty, guys. Sorry, just blowing our whistle for no reason. Like, what was that? I was about? blown away. Couldn't believe it didn't happen. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Okay, let's talk a few trade scenarios that are floating around out there. Obviously, Kyle Dubas and co were scouting the Arizona Coyotes and the Philadelphia Flyers. There's a rumor account going around saying the Leafs are getting Provorov and Travis Konechny in a deal from the Flyers. It's close to being completed, et cetera, et cetera. Insert your rumor bot here. Um, We were working through this in our group chat about how this could be a possibility for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Much like the Leafs, the Philadelphia Flyers are right up against the contract limit, so they can't take anybody else back over and above what's going in and what's coming out. So how do you make that deal work? How do you make that deal work beyond the season? Does Provorov fit this team? And do you get the Provorov that was the premier Provorov, or are you getting Provorov light? That's the problem. And he's 6.75 cap hit. That's mm-hmm. oof. 
That's a big cap hit. Konechny's over five. What is Konechny? I'm just looking it up right five, now. Five, three, five, I think. Five point three five. Travis, where's Travis? I can't find him. Is he injured? No. Oh, there he is. Uh, yeah, five point five for Travis Konechny. Man, you gotta you gotta move a lot of cap for that. But um, I guess we it's almost confirmed that Jake Muzzin isn't gonna return this season. But may make a return in the playoffs, James. Maybe. I really do think Jake Muslin returns in the playoffs. But anyways, let's stick with this Travis uh, yeah. Konechny and Provorov deal. Um, obviously, you would use Muzzin's LTIR space for one of those players and then try to figure out how to finagle the other one if you move Kerfoot and Angval and, you know, away you go there. But then you still have to spice it up to give them something back, um, which is still going to be guys under NHL contract. Unless you're moving, you know, Matthew Nyes, Toppy Nemela, those kind of guys. Robertson. Um, Robertson's under contract on an NHL deal. Put them over the 50 cap limit. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You have to get creative on what you're doing flexibility-wise with the Flyers. Maybe the Flyers also send over Justin Braun to us just to keep the swapping of salaries and prospects and different things going. Maybe that's another move that happens. Um, but it's, it'll be a very tough deal to pull off. It definitely would, but I'm, I'm thinking, you know, the Leafs have got to go and make a move. I think on D and on forward in my honest opinion. Like Clark, Clark Monroe says to be listed players, keep away. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing now, right? I think that's the smart play. I think now so. it's being talked about across everywhere, right? They're, they're listening to Clark. Elliot Friedman saying the same thing. Jeff Merrick's echoed it. I've heard Kiprio say it. You know, you got to add a guy in the back end. You got to add a guy up front. So, you know, you start looking around and poking at teams that may be able to do two players that they're looking to get rid of. And Flyers, they're one of them. You know, the Habs may be another one. What if you go and try to pry, you know, Brendan Gallagher and Edmondston out of out of Montreal. Try to make that deal work somehow. I heard Edmonton's trying to go to to Edmonton. I don't know. Yeah, I heard Johnny Drouin and Edmondson were going. Yeah, I saw that. that. I don't know if that was the same account, but I same don't account know. putting just that stuff on Twitter. Out there. Just reading Twitter. It's not. I did. Not- uh, I did ask about the uh, the flyer one with someone that I've. Uh, Someone I know that's broken a lot of trades and knows a few people within, and they actually came on the show before and were breaking some things. Um, yeah, I don't know. Another player that keeps coming up is is Domi. Another player too, uh, the Islanders. I want this player. Give me this player, and I'll be happy on the back end. I want Scott Mayfield. Give me Mayfield, a physical, minute munching, net front clearing defenseman. From the New York Islanders. I don't know if the Islanders are in the mix. I haven't been paying attention to them. But if they're not in the mix, that is a guy I would love to see on the Maple Leafs. I would love to see Scott Mayfield somehow don a blue and white jersey. I think that would be amazing for the back end in the top six. Maybe Yarn Croak's your answer. Maybe Matthew Nyes is your answer. Maybe you go and get a guy. But another name that was bantied about, Adam Henrique, the Anaheim Ducks. 
veteran, talented kind of guy, probably filling on your bottom six more likely than your top six. But then that allows you to shift guys down, maybe ship somebody out that you don't want. But you got to remember, guys, the Leafs have a lot of bodies now too. You got McCann up, you got Dryden Hunt playing, you know, Simmers here, there, and everywhere. Heard a rumor that he was going to Edmonton tonight. That popped in my group chat that he's going to the Oilers. Simmer is. Really? So I, I don't know where that came from, but a few people were saying that it's nearing done. So um, the Oilers aren't making the playoffs. Maybe they give Simmer a chance to play and run and have fun. Man, can you imagine if the Oilers don't make the playoffs? That would be insane. I'm just it would at- be insane. I mean, just imagine Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl saying those two names should be a playoff spot in itself. But they can't. You can't outscore your problems. It's showing you that you can't outscore your problems. But again, you go look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. Sands those few games where the Leafs weren't playing the greatest, which, by the way, just happened to be over the freaking holidays when everybody's kind of not here. They're here with friends and family and things going on, and maybe you don't get to go to Uncle Joe's for a turkey dinner because. You're on the road playing St. Louis. You know, you don't get to do those fun things that you want to do. So your mind's not 100% in it. Or maybe you didn't go to Aunt Clarice's because, you know, unfortunately you guys had to jump a jet and go to Minnesota. You know, these things. Don't miss out on Aunt Clarice, man. Well, it's just it though, right? I mean, you never know where a player's head is at. And maybe that's what it was. Just too much going on. The holidays parties, not regular routine shit. And the guys just kind of dropped the ball. It can happen. They're only human. You know, so that could be the reason why they had a lull. That's maybe the reason why the goaltenders had a lull. Who knows? But they came back. Murray looked good. Sonar looked good. Murray's looked good. You know, the goals against have gone down again. Not not freaking out here. Like a lot of people are like, oh my God, the real Murray and the real Samsonov have shown up. Where? Because Dom or um not Dom, um, Justin Bourne, I think it was. Shout out to Justin who's been on the show, put out a, an article saying, Oh no, it was Jonas Siegel who put out the article saying that the Leafs school attending has been subpar from December 15th forward to the beginning of January. It's like a 15 day stretch. With the holiday break in there, with the fact you have Christmas and New Year's and Boxing Day and everything in between in there, it's a down part of the season. Whoop-de-doo. You know, it's how you pull yourself out of those things and at least show they can pull themselves out of it. With Brody not being in the lineup, with Matthews not in the lineup. So, again, missing guys and still clicking, figuring a way to get it done. And, by the way, figuring a way to get it done, John – Tavares. Love that guy. Worth every damn penny. You cannot convince me otherwise. He hasn't shown any regression at all being a Toronto Maple Leaf, and it's so beautiful to see because I I remember when we signed him, I was like, I am not looking forward to the end of the end years of this guy's contract, but it's looked it's looked great. He loved the guy, bought his jersey home and away, but yeah, he keeps he keeps flying out there. He's putting the puck in the net, and he looks like he's having a ton of fun this year. He looks like he wants to win. Like I think he's tired of this losing. I'm sure they're all tired of it, but 
Well, he he's, he's getting a little physical too, right? He's throwing hits. He's doing different things. You know, I'm yeah. loving the fact that he's, you know, always like 65% or more on the dot. Yeah, Tavares with two hits tonight. You know, not big, but still, let's go. Not bad, Johnny Toronto. Yeah. I, don't know. I look at this and I just say, hey, the Leafs right now, they're fine. Um, you know, that Jonas Siegel thing was from December 15th this year, talking from December 15th on. The Leafs were like an 895 gold goaltending tandem. That's fine. Or an 815 or something along those lines. Doesn't matter. Okay. They came back. New year, new us, new attitude. Whoop some ass. Doing good. We had a game tomorrow night against the Detroit Red Wings. We just won against them. They're going to be fired up for us. I'm saying that the Leafs are going to pick up a win tomorrow night. I think it's going to be a 3-1 victory. Empty netter. So it'll be another 2-1 game, but they'll actually hit the empty net. Pete, what are you feeling for the Detroit game tomorrow? Uh, Detroit, Detroit. Uh, who are they, who's their goaltending? Billy Huso? Billy um, Huso and Helberg. Is he back in the lineup? What's that? Is Tyler Bertuzzi back in the lineup? Or is he I still don't in? know as of yet. Okay, well, um, I said they're going to go 1-1-1 one, one, and one this week. I think they're going to lose in overtime. Ooh. See, I thought the the Nashville game tonight would have been the problem, but it wasn't. No, I I had them winning Nashville. I'm pretty sure. Uh, just the Detroit game on a back to back. They got to travel. They'll probably push it to overtime. I think the Leafs are going to push it to overtime. They're going to come out slow. They're going to be sluggish. They'll be tired. They'll push Tyler, it. To Tyler Bertuzzi is back. He is back. Okay, he's going to be a force out there. And then the Bruins game on Saturday, that is hockey night in Canada. I'm very much looking forward to that one. Should be a good game. Leafs, we beat them in our barn. I was at that game. Beat them 2-1. If the Leafs beat the Bruins on Saturday, I'm going to be I'm going to be a pretty happy man, James. How about you? Listen, at the least beat the Bruins, I'm not only going to be happy, I'm going to be damn fired up because the amount of Bruins fans that have found my page on TikTok and just decided to slaughter me to the tune. Hey, by the way, if you're going to slaughter me, at least keep the views, the likes, and everything else going, you know, to the tune of 11,000 views is pretty funny. That's the trick. That's the trick to going uh, viral on TikTok, James. You got to be a little toxic, just a little bit. You just gotta be, you just gotta, you gotta push it to other fan base, and that you, they'll come for you. They'll, they'll give you the views. They'll give you the comments. They won't like it, but you'll get engagement. No, listen, hey, every single one of them, I've messaged back, and a bunch of them have followed. We, you go through the comments, man. They start off vicious, and then I tame them like little kitty cats, and you know, give them a bowl of milk and, and pat them on the ass, and away we go. We're all having some fun afterwards and talking and chirping. Um, I'm looking forward to Saturday night because, to me, this is a measuring stick game again. Whether Matthews plays or not doesn't matter. This is a team that everybody's telling you is better than you. Everybody's telling you is going to do bigger and badder things than you in the playoffs when we've already beat them once this season. We've handed them one of their four losses. That's one of them from us, the Maple Leafs. Okay, so that's happened. We know how to beat them. It was a 2-1 game. It was close. 
so we know how to beat them in a close game. So we can play their style if we need to. I guarantee you Dryden Hunt will be in the lineup. If we still have Simmer, he probably will be in the lineup because they're going to bring some crash, bang, boom, and get ready to go and just see what happens. But I really think Jordy Ben will be in that game. They really will bring that physical element to the Boston Bruins, just like they bring it to them. And I, I've said it. I'm looking for the Leafs to put a stamp on them. 5-1. Blow the doors off. Get it done. Remember, they're undefeated at home right now. Do you think the Leafs will break that? Leafs are, that O has got to go. It's and the Maple Leafs are going to bring it. Oh, I wait agree. for the video. The prediction season video Saturday night is going to oh. be legendary. Look out. Look out. Legendary. Jesus has got something cooking up. I cannot wait. Listen, tonight was a great win. Love the fact we beat them. Tomorrow night we got the wings. Sunday we're back at it. We will have Alan. I uh, can't say his last name to save my life, and I'm sorry, Alan. I know you're probably checking us out right now. Um, he will be on. He's the voice for the TV side of the Kingston Frontenacs, a team that just traded away Shane Wright. So we'll have him on to talk about his career, the Kingston Frontenacs, and, of course, we'll pick his brain about the Maple Leafs as well. But, yeah, tomorrow night, Leafs in Detroit. Can't wait. Some players on that team that may be moving. Dylan Larkin needs a new deal. Tyler Bertuzzi sounds like he might be out of town. Some things may be happening there. Uh, Pete, is there anything else around the NHL that's caught your eye as of late? Um, Nothing, nothing off the top of my head, James. Uh, how about you? How about those all-star pictures? Some of those guys really aged, didn't they? <laughs> I love when I, you saw my video, right? I mean, oh, I did. all over Twitter too, but uh, yeah, that was, it's pretty funny when you go to select your uh, picks. They had Corey Perry for Austin Matthews, like they had his face, and then they had uh, who was Pasternak? Craig Anderson, the goalie for Buffalo, um, and then they had Eric Stahl for Newlander, which uh, hilarious. And then uh, Patrice Bergeron was for uh, Steven Stamkos, but uh, they fixed it. They fixed it. But uh, it's all yeah. in good fun. I mean, obviously they fixed her up. The other thing that's been on the uh, on the radar this week has been the digital dasher boards. Oh, yes. This has been a very hot topic. I came out early when these things came out, as you remember. I said I didn't like them. I didn't like the fact that they were changing them during play. Yeah. So it really drew your eye away from the game. And now a lot of people are saying the same thing, but in higher up positions. And I heard it the other day, obviously, on Jeff Merrick's show. You know, really need to figure it out and what they're doing. Because sometimes it's it's really bad where a player or a stick or something goes in behind and you can't see it because of the enhanced boards. James, did you see on Twitter um, there was a child or a, uh, a kid that had a seizure due to the um, the boards, the advertisement? Really? Was, there was a kid that had a seizure um, that was popping on, on Twitter. So um, I think they need to just – Change it, change it after the play is over. Uh, That's what I've been saying. Don't have the play. Yeah, uh, sometimes I think there was like a car one where, like, you saw the car driving on the boards. Like, yeah, just let that go. Drop it. I know it brings in money, but like, there's other ways to bring money in. Change it after the whistle, like James is saying here. Yeah, well, my my biggest thing is like you're watching it, and they had the um, the NHL team, their little emblems, right? Each team, and they were flipping. 
as the Leafs were battling for the puck in the corner, and it kept flipping along the boards to different teams, right? The NHL app, check out your favorite team, and it flips, 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 flip, 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 and your your eye keeps getting drawn that way to what those are. Just wait until there's a whistle. There's enough whistles in the game that you can flip the boards, uh, or you know, maybe when the I don't know. if the play goes down to one end, when you come back to the other end, it could be a different ad because your camera's no longer focused down there. So when play migrates back that way, you can flip it then. But even still, you're still doing it during play because it has to be the whole board system mm-hmm. at once. Yeah. So, yeah, there's got to be a better way. I know you need the revenue. Obviously, you're trying to pay back what happened with COVID and all this stuff so you can raise the salary cap and, you know, give the players back what they deserve and et cetera, et cetera. But this is one of those things where I'm like, I think you got to just figure out a better way to do it because it ain't working. If kids are having seizures, that's horrible, by the yeah. way. Yeah, my daughter it suffers from those, and it's not a pretty sight for anyone to be around. Um, but yeah, I think you need to figure it out. It needs to park itself and be done. Um, and then the other one is the uh, the Ryan Reynolds saga here in the NHL, running around with Hendrick Lundqvist, giving him kisses, and who is another actor? drawing you know Deadpool on their masks. That was hilarious. Yes. I love uh, Ryan Reynolds. I really hope he buys the Ottawa Senators. Hey, the NHL needs more characters. I've said this to you a few times. The NHL needs to have more villains, more good guys, more guys that just step out and just be something more than themselves on the ice. Like, just show off some flair. Have some fun. Matthews did it with the Sick Kid States, you know, and all those kind of things. Just do some more. Do some more things, you know, market yourself, get us excited, you know, or even better, you know, two guys don't like each other from a team. I'd love to see some guys chirping each other on social media before a game, cut a promo, have some fun, go wrestling with it. Don't say anything too stupid, but just have a little fun, you know, hype up the game, you know, grab a camera like Brad Marchand and be like, Bruins fans, we're about to take on the Leafs. What do you think is going to happen tonight? Woo! Just, just something like that, right? It'd be fun. That was that was classic. I loved when Marshawn did that. You know, just so those right. things really engage people and have fun with it. And then you get both sides battling back and forth. Why not? You know, that's my big thing. Why not? Ryan Reynolds would be so good for the sport because he'll bring that to the league. Look at the Rock coming out at the Leaf game. How big that was, right? And everybody getting into it. He said the wrong chant, and everybody was still with him. You know, so I don't know. I think the personality really needs to build. But, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Offside Hockey Talk, coming in your ears. Sundays, Wednesdays, having fun. We will have a special episode with Alan from the Kingston Frontenacs Sunday, and then a regular episode, The Weekender, will follow after that. We're looking for the Leafs to beat the Wings, have some crispy wings tomorrow night. Yes, sir. And then Sunday, the big game, Hockey Night in Canada, the bright lights, the show, the dog and pony show everybody wants to see. And, of course, Pete the Heat. <laughs> D434, our boy Dylan Fournier not here, obviously working. We love you, Dilly. Um, happy that you're a part of the crew. Shout out to Manny as well. He was going through some health things. Actually has a cracked rib. He found out crazy, crazy, Manny. Hope you're on the mend. 
He's got another article coming out. Actually, he's already up. Just got to pump it out for him about the big trades in the OHL, Shane Wright, and then the other one in the WHL, Olin Zellweger. So both of those broken down by Manny himself. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, since the Leafs win, we're all happy. Let's get it done. You know what it is around here. It's Offside Hockey Talk, where the Toronto Maple Leafs and hockey come to talk. Thank <laughs> you.